0: Hey there, it was the cartoon about fish.
1: You got some orange on you.
0: back to Lost in the Lockdown again, I have lost track again of episodes, I'm terrible at this and I should do this before we actually even start, but all I know is that we're doing episode 21 and 22 this week, which is The Greater Good and Born to Run, Um, two very good titles, not because obviously you can do a Somerset accent for the first one and because it's a Springsteen one for the next, (laughs) so we will be starting with a Saeed episode, greater good and then we will be going on to a k episode in born to run which i think if we said we said last week as well that this is the third k episode is it of the season yeah as well yeah that's right yes yeah,
2: so. so she had as many as jack at this point
3: yeah this will be her yeah yeah jack's had three and kate has had three so the character i guess She's up yeah there. i mean i guess they're there are core characters at the moment you know that's your yeah. I guess that's what the, the
2: writers or the producers trying to push, and not Kate is Kate and Jack are the main characters, effectively.
3: I wonder how it all shakes out. Um, like at the end of the the entire series, like how many uh, episodes each <laughs> each character has. <laughs>
0: uh, well, I was just thinking from a season one perspective. Charlie's had two, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, and Locke, lock had two. And Locke, Sayed will have had two. Was said had three? No.
2: No, this is be a second.
0: This one. This would be a second, yeah. Oh. It's interesting how it's all worked out. But yeah, you're definitely getting that that core duo I guess of Jack and Kate as the uh especially at this point as the main people. But before we kick into it, I'll hand over to you, Scott, for any trivia. Yeah. Um
2: this one aired on sixth of May. Sorry, fifth of May. So Star Wars Day. Hmm. Uh sorry, Eight. no it wasn't. No, it's May the fourth. sorry it aired May the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Scrap that whole bit. Right, so Ed made a fourth Star Wars Day in 2005. Um, uh, 17.2 million viewers, a slight increase from the previous week. Uh, still hanging around these kind of 17, 18 million marks. Um, directed by David Grossman. I couldn't find any other credits for Lost on there, but you guys might correct me. Uh, and written by Leonard Dick. Uh, yeah, I couldn't find anything for him either. Um, there's no um, guest rapper age on this week, unfortunately. Um, Damn. But we do have... This is where i got confused on the dates, because we do have uh, an Alan birthday on the 6th of May. So nothing for the 4th, but something on the 6th. Alan Dale. Okay. So Alan Dale... Oh. Yeah, of course. Charles Widmore. He <laughs> is 73 years old as of May 2020. Hmm. So... Ah. What a hero. And he's only been working in America for, what, 15-odd years? And he's in everything. And he's, in everyth- he's been in everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, he popped upon on um, Once Upon a Time, which was the show after this, by some of the lost writers. Yeah.
2: Yes, that's in the um, next episode, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was Adam Horowitz and one of the other people. Edward Kitsis. Um, that's the one, yes. 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 That's where I named my cat hook because we were watching once upon a time and captain hook was in it (laughs) oh i always wondered that is is literally the reason he was our favorite character and we got the cat, and we thought at the time it was a boy because it got sold to us as a boy (laughs) so we called it hook after captain hook and it turned out to be a girl but she still answers to hook (laughs) (laughs) so she's forever hook
2: (laughs) but alan dale played that character on once upon a time
0: he didn't play that character no but he what he did appear in it and he was a bad guy. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Surprise. Okay. Close Surprise. It was like a recurring feature in it but in that show they brought back loads of uh, lost uh, um, of the lost cast. Uh, Emily, de Emily Raven. De Raven. Yeah, yeah Ravin was uh, Bell and um, there was a couple of other people that popped up occasionally but she was the main one off the top of my head.
2: Um, do you know the um Very quick, do you know like the the whole backstory of Alan Dow and how he left Neighbours?
0: Uh, what as his character, didn't he have a heart attack, or do you just mean as an actor? As
2: as the actor, like the reason why he quit, no, because apparently it was really out of the blue because he was like one of their sort of top stars. Um, Mm. but apparently it was like a pay dispute and he wasn't getting as much much money as some other actors, so he was like, uh, jog on. I'm leaving so he left and then he thought right okay, I'll go to America then and then everyone's like oh no you won't make it in America you're like in your 50s there's no way you're going to make it in LA he moved to LA and since t- like 2000 <laughs> he's been popping up and everything and made a new career out of it so yeah.
0: fair play he popped the first knowledge uh- bit of knowledge I had of him was it's probably this actually, but then not long after he was on the OC as well. That's right. For quite some time. Yeah. And he was a bit of he was a bit of a prick in that. <laughs> well, I have I had a,
3: a bit of trivia there that I didn't realise until you just mentioned them. Um, so go for it. Uh, Alan Dale um, is in a couple of episodes of 24. Yeah. Um, he yeah, plays. He I Can't he remember is. who he plays. I'm I'm just looking at the the 24 wiki now. Off the lost opinion <laughs> on the 24 um but in some of the episodes that uh he appears in uh the guest star from this Saeed episode um Saeed's friend uh Issam, is also in the same episode of 24 as Alan Dale. <laughs> so fantastic. Connections, I'm telling you
0: <laughs> He's also in the X-Files. This is this is just turned into like an Alan Dale podcast <laughs> now. I did not I can't remember him being in X-Files, but He was in series was in 10, I think, yeah. <laughs> That's probably why I can't remember yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> we just, basically, all the uh, Chris Carter episodes are crap and he created the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the end, anyway. Um, oh, yeah, he was the vice president in 24, wasn't he? In the early days.
3: Oh, yes, that's what he was, yeah. Um, probably oh, trying to, God. one of those ones that's always trying to usurp. Um, that's the one I was thinking of, yeah, usurp. <laughs> yeah. Would have been in the early days, in the, in days. Oh, in Palmer. the background, Palmer, president Palmer.
0: That's what it was. <laughs> he was trying to get power. Oh, he's such a bad. Boy, he? <laughs> and he was uh, that's in Once Upon a Time. He was King George. So uh, okay. So make of that what you will, but yeah, mm-hmm. he's been in it a lot. So yeah, and now apparently he's in Dynasty or the the revamp of Dynasty. Yeah, he is Dynasty, whatever you want to call it. So yeah he's playing all them evil characters he's been dangerously close to being typecast I think (laughs) I kind of can't see him as anything else like you know my nan religiously watches neighbours and she's always like oh he was lovely on neighbours he was was lovely he
2: was like the nicest man he was like the The friendly go-to Jim (laughs) Robinson, like the patriarch of the Robinson
0: family. That's it, Jim Robinson. That's it, Jim Robinson. Is he? I I don't know my history too much of neighbours, but is he Paul Robinson's dad or? I think they're
2: no. I think they were like uncle and nephew. Uncle and nephew.
3: um... Yeah. Maybe, maybe this I'm is wrong. turning
0: into a neighbors podcast now. <laughs> oh, there's a lot more
3: episodes of neighbors than there is.
0: <laughs> we're not doing. A, we're not doing a podcast on neighbors, guys. Let's have a look, I'm sorry. see what there is for
2: neighbors podcasts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although I only, I guess I say recently stopped watching neighbors. I used to watch it because, like, when I came back from school, it was on, mm. and I went to my nan's all the time. She'd have it on. I can remember when Margot Robbie were on it, and that weren't that long ago, really. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: I can remember it. There is neighbors podcast out there. There's at least three. <laughs> oh, wow. God. God.
0: Did they have a lot of subscribers?
2: Um, I can't tell, um, but they've done. One of them's done two seasons up to March. Um, okay. So I don't know how far they've gone back. <laughs> oh, it says I think they just do a random episode. 35th anniversary, so definitely not from the start. Yeah, amateurs.
0: <laughs> go from the start yeah. at least Jesus mm. Christ, let's have a look just very quickly before we move on they've got 8,409 episodes to review I mean, <laughs> oh. come on <laughs> well, that, that'd be an undertaking you're not sport for, you're not sport for content that way <laughs> no, but let's face it as we move on, the rule of thumb is if you're an Australian TV actor or just generally an Australian actor you will have been on one of the big two will you? will have been on neighbours, or you'll have been on home and away at some point in your career. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. It's a rite of passage. Yep. Russell Crowe, Guy Pearce, um, the Hemsworth. Kylie, obviously, I think older Hemsworth, Hemsworth was on. Yeah. Hemsworth was on the main. Hemsworth was on home <laughs> and away.
2: Yep. And cool. oh, of course, I'm just trying to think of really big actors. Oh, hang Me, on, Margot Robbie, obviously the guy that's in House with Hugh Laurie, the young fella. Oh, uh, Jesse Spencer. Jesse Spencer, yeah. yeah, I remember him from
0: Neighbors. Yeah. Um, is it yeah. Is it Melissa George? She was in one of them, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, they've had some big names. What about? Th- they've had some... Who's the girl in um, the
2: the film about the family who kills people, and she's in the new *Bed and Set* film as well? She looks like
0: Margot Robbie. Oh, um, um, oh, my God. Weaving. It's uh, Hugo Weaving's niece. <laughs> yeah. um, Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving, uh, that's
2: it. I think she was the neighbours as well.
0: <laughs> Ready or not. You're talking about Ready or Not, aren't you? I was going to say that, but I thought it was better watch out, but that's a different film, isn't it? <laughs> that is a bad film. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the cinema to see both, and I can tell you Ready or Not is far better than that. <laughs> I enjoyed Ready or Not. I didn't enjoy the other one. Um... Oh yeah, basically, there's just tons of Australian people that have been on it and traitors, Or left. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, imagine Guy Pearce in it now. It'd be just pandemonium. It's come back. I'd watch it. I'd go crazy. I love that man. He's great. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on from the Australian side quest um, for now. Bearing in mind, <laughs> we do talk about Australia a lot in this show. So, uh, John, any guest appearances at all?
3: Yes, uh, well, as, as I said, the, the um, actor who plays Saeed's... Oh, yeah, uh, sorry. ...school friend, I think it was school friend, um, is an actor called Donnie... Ke- well, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Donnie Kes- 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 Um Again, apologies That's for nice. the pronunciation. Um, as I say, he, he was in 24, along with Alan Dale. Mm. Um, but he's obviously only in one episode of Lost, Um but he's mm. been in twenty four. He's been in The Sopranos. Uh, he's been in an episode of Fringe, which is another J.J. Abrams thing. Uh, and mm-hmm. he's been in a couple of films. I don't know that he's like instantly recognizable, but uh, a couple here that I that I know quite well: um, The Adjustment Bureau. He was in The Wolf of Wall Street, oh, yeah. um, The Cobbler, and what else? Hang on, and Ad Astra most recently. Um, ah. But I don't know uh, if he if he plays a big role. Um, you know, as I say, he's not. He's not an actor that that would stand out to me before before seeing him again in this but uh and homeland as well um not to to um i don't know not to paint him into a corner but in, Amer- mm-hmm. in american um tv he does seem to play the same type of role um let's put it that yes. way um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah he's been, he's been in a in a, in a, in a very like we'll just say the, role that
0: 24 got crit- the, the one that 24 got criticized for a lot <laughs> yeah pretty much
3: um, <laughs> that's, I think that's the most diplomatic way I can put that
0: yes 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 it's just you don't have Jack Bauer running through this, this show shouting damn it all the time <laughs> it'd
3: be much shorter, loss would be much shorter if Jack, Jack Bauer was there.
0: <laughs> Jack Bauer would have solved everything within four episodes <laughs> Anyway, by the bye. So we'll we'll thank you for that. We will, uh, unless there's anything else, we will go straight into this episode. So we're very much in the end game now of season one. Uh, these are the last two we will be reviewing before we get into the finale, I believe. So we're going with Saeed, who, in the flashbacks, he um, it becomes recruited as an informant in my notes here. By the Aussie secret intelligence, I think, because then he gets arrested at Heathrow, I think, on some terrorism charges that are just bogus, really. Mm-hmm. And they want him to infiltrate a terrorism uh, a terrorist cell, I think, in Sydney, of which his old friend is a member, and that they know where Nadia is, who, as we've discussed in, uh, I can't remember the name of the episode now. Is it solitary? Yeah, solitary. Yeah, yeah. Soli- solitary sides of the episode. We know he's got a bit of a thing for her, <laughs> even though he's he's boinking Shannon at this point. So. <laughs> um, you get the hey, revelation yo. that, you- yeah, yeah, it's a goal, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you get that revelation that Nadia, after all that time, because he let her go, um, she did actually escape, and. He's been travelling the world trying to find her ever since. Which again just adds more to the whole thing we've been saying about how badly written he is when he's with Shannon. Oh, because yeah. he's, he's just been seeking out the love of his life, which is a lovely little story in itself. But I don't know what you guys think about that. It's just.
2: Yeah, it, oh, it's, it's painful. It's so painful to watch. Um, because in the next episode, sorry, not next, sorry, later on this episode, Shannon gets a bit of character development and she gets a bit of like stuff to do. But side is still really <laughs> terrible. <laughs> like, with her, it's so bad. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's not. It's not a good look for him, is it? <laughs> to put it pol- politely, it just like you get a really good flashback moment, and then it's like, oh, I'm back with Shannon <laughs> talking to Boone, just saying, Oh "Well, you know, not anymore," but you know your sister and I are going to be something much closer. <laughs> 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 or whatever it was that it he was. said to Boone. He just said,
2: basically, we're going to bang. <laughs> and like,
0: <laughs> Just deal with it, bro. I hope you don't mind, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I quite liked these, uh, these flashbacks because um, you do get a bit more fleshing out of Saeed. Uh, obviously, it's post his time in um, the National Guard and but he's still kind of stuck in that world almost yeah uh, i think there are a bit of stereotypes in this maybe intentionally uh written into the story as maybe a bit of a um a talking point especially a, still in 2005 9 11 was still uh, a big talking point or bigger than it still is i guess um and within this little storyline you know he's infiltrating that terrorist cell and i believe his mate is trying to get involved in a suicide bombing as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That threatens Nadia's life uh in some way. So i guess you've got the um i can't get my words in tonight. <laughs> you've definitely got the pol- the political nature of the plot there. It's very uh it's very it's a very modern plot, isn't it? <laughs> very timely as well
2: because like you say yeah. 9/11 was only like 4 years before that. So yeah. to to focus a side plot, well, quite a pivotal side plot with a not a main character, but uh, close as a main character as you, you, you can get next to a secondary character, if that makes sense. I don't know, but yeah. um to yeah have that focus on a terrorist plot so close to nine eleven, I mean mm. you're risking it, but well they handled it really well, very tastefully. It's admirable.
0: Done. Yeah, it is tastefully, eh? and I think that we've we've said that from the beginning, and a lot mm. of these. There's a lot of these story beats that could have gone wrong, being so close to such a moment in history. But I think for the most part, they're all dealt with tastefully and used to its advantage rather than its detriment.
3: Yeah, uh, and like um, the character of Assam, uh, is- um, Sayid's friend. You know, it, he, he is ultimately sympathetic. Um, you yeah. know, the episode doesn't go in for you know, black and white. You know. <laughs> Pun not intended with the the backgammon there, but you know the 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 black and white, you know, good and evil. Um, You know he he gives him. I don't want to say justifiable motive, but you know within (laughs) within the uh, the mindset of this set of characters, you know, it it is very uh, maybe not justifiable but believable about why he would want to do this because he says that um, his his wife his girlfriend. I can't remember his yeah. wife or his girlfriend was was killed by a stray bomb, um, so you know you've immediately got that that motivation where you're not. <laughs> I don't know if you're on his side. I don't I know. know if you get ever be on his side. But no, um, I know
0: what you, I know what you're saying. It's it's whether you agree with it or not. The the way the the writers are positioning him as a character, he's he's not. He's right down the middle. There's no reason to, <laughs> there is a reason to dislike him, but there's no reason to fully dislike him or or like him. It's yeah. He's, um, he's a bit muddled himself and I think you're meant to see that for what it is yeah. it's not that he wants to just blow himself up or and hurt people it's he's conflicted yeah. by it yeah. because he's, he's been I guess in a way brainwashed to think this is the way forward mm. essentially yeah, yeah.
2: I, I do uh, like how they are not just focusing the whole duality thing uh, like morally ambiguous sort of side to the characters I'm glad they're not just doing it with like the main characters they're using like these side characters as well to to kind of emphasize it yeah
1: because mm-hmm. um, cause
2: then it robs off on obviously Saeed as well, and in, he's a very like morally amb- ambiguous character as well. So it's yeah, it, it all kind of blends in quite nicely with those themes. Yeah,
0: I think as well you see from Saeed's point of view is that he he obviously doesn't want to be doing this at, for, for, from the beginning, yeah. but he, he's only doing it because he knows Nadia is somewhere in that part of the world. Exactly, um, and he just happens to you know. I guess you know meet his old friend there, and it's kind of then. Not only is he means to an end to find Nadia, but he's he's trying to save his friend as well without revealing himself. So there's there's a lot of tension in it. If anything, yeah, right? you know you yeah. don't know what's going to happen.
2: Oh yeah, the scene in the car. We'll get to it, but uh, yeah, yeah, very good. I was I've mean, I watched it twice now the episode, and the first time I didn't really mm. notice how good it was, but it is very effective.
0: Um, it's very well written. Yeah. So. um I think from memory, uh, from a note, sorry, uh, the, the agents, I think it's the CIA as well, are involved, as well as the Australian Secret Service. Yeah. Um. They, they convince Saeed to basically convince Assam to go ahead with the bombing that will lead them to these explosives that they're after. And then they, they turn on Saeed, who doesn't want to do that, by saying, we'll kill Nadia, which... I, <laughs> or will threaten her life at least Bastards. which I thought was quite I know right it's like displays of American and Australian power <laughs> I didn't expect it from the Australian side to be honest with you but the Americans uh, I wasn't surprised but it was just a bit of a weird turning point he's like no you will do this for us or we will hurt her <laughs> oh wow that's a bit dark
3: I, again this ep- this episode shows um, competent side again uh, in, in the, the flashback I mean you know yeah. um, I guess obviously he he knows because he's he's um, a double agent, I guess it were. you know. But when he when he finds the the bug in the smoke alarm, so oh, just yeah. a, that's that's quite yeah. clever. Like obviously he knows that the apartment is bugged, but it's just like it's another nice wee uh, touch just to remind you what kind of what kind of person he is. Um, just just very nice to see because as you say, depending on the episode, depending on who sides around, um, he's yeah. uh, inconsistent but uh, it's nice to be reminded of his skill (laughs) set.
0: Yeah, and I mean, just moving on a bit through the flashbacks, you know, you do see that quite a lot in this. I mean, you've seen what he's capable of when he's in war, I guess, Mm. with the Republican Guard. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know he's a torturer. Uh, We know he's capable of very malicious acts when he wants to. Mm -hmm. Uh, as seen torturing Sawyer. Um, But I think going in further into it i guess the the scene you were referring to scott in the car uh the day of the attack that's supposed to happen and he reveals saeed reveals to assam that he's actually an informant in an effort to basically save his life yeah yeah i thought this is top tier writing especially for saeed's point of view
3: yeah uh, i think so um I think it's quite funny because I like I just remembered it there now. Both Saeed episodes end with him not having the conviction to do the thing he's supposed to do because um, he, he lets Nadia away in the first one and then he well he tries to let um his friend away in this one. Um, I mean I guess that's that's a very um you know that's that's in his nature. You know he doesn't want to do the bad thing. Um, which is why which is why we love him. But just I just thought that was quite interesting. It just popped into my head there now. Um, you know, he. Definitely. You know, we we talk about Jack having that strong moral center. Um, I guess Saeed has it too.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's weird with Saeed because I think he's actually a, a great representation of um, duality and um, uh, and more ambiguity. Ambi- amb- ambiguity, sorry, because Jack is inherently good. Um, there's only a few instances where we see him kind of all up out those kind of darker sort of tendencies but saeed has gone from he goes from one extreme to another like mm. very sort of caring and selfless to torture it's like <laughs> mm. you don't normally get that i was
0: yeah i was gonna say in a way him and jack are kind of a bit yin and yang in a way the the, the two sides of the same coin yeah they both have the same attributes but one's more willing to use the other than mm. the other person, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think
3: thinking about it, um, like in the previous uh, Saeed episode, I think it's that one where he, where he tortures um, Sawyer. Oh no, it's 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 in the episode prior to Saeed's first episode. You know, obviously we on the island we have um, the 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 different, the kinder, gentler Saeed, um than than we see in at least the first part of his his flashback. I think it's quite interesting because. Uh, I guess the the end of his previous episode was his the the beginning of his um his own personal redemption um you know because we never we hear about all the things he's done but we ne- I don't think we've seen too much of it uh this far you know the both the flashbacks do tend to show the kinder um the kinder side of said you know it's I yeah, can't no, remember if there is an episode where we just see him be. You know, a, a terrible person. Um, maybe he never he never was. I, I remember the the oceanic six stuff where he's where he's just class. Um, but yeah, i, I sort of talking myself in circles there. But it's like I do find it quite interesting that. Um, and I think I mentioned this in the previous episode, where it's like you know the character that you would assume at this stage of uh. In two thousand four, two thousand five, you would assume. The, the TV series will have be the bad guy, or at least the... Uh, the uh, somewhat yeah. an antagonist in a yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Um, really isn't being painted that way.
0: Um, and, it's and, interesting, actually, yeah. as well, because 24 was on at the same time as this. <laughs> yeah, that's I just mean, what yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. Yeah, yeah it, I mean, it would have been three or four seasons in by that point, I think, mm. but it was still using that particular trope, shall we say. Yeah. It, you know, it was often... Middle Eastern terrorist cell that Jack had to stop. Yeah, yeah. Jack Bauer. Just to clarify, not Jack Shepard. Um, <laughs> that <awesome>. Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been, wouldn't it? Because that Jack would have definitely sorted out the shit in twenty-four <laughs> quickly. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Kiefer would have come along and shouted at people quite a lot on, <laughs> yeah. on the island and blown his voice out. <laughs> God, I need to rewatch that show. Anyway, that's by the by. Um, But, yeah, I I just think it's quite an interesting parallel as well. Because, again, 24 was very much a show that fed into, like, those post-9-11 anxieties. Because that, that, Mm. I think, in fact, when that was due to air, that had to be postponed briefly because of 9-11.
3: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, Because the first episode Um, ends with a a plane explosion. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I do remember there was a lot of things in the in the film and TV world there was 24 that got delayed. I know there was the um oh, what was it? I think the trailer for the first Raimi Spider-Man yep. featured the twi- the Twin <laughs> yeah, towers yeah, yeah. and it was and it was designed to, as a teaser, obviously be just that, but I think there was meant to be some form of fight around one of the Twin Towers, from what I can gather. It's all rumour, mm-hmm. speculation, of course. And the um, the sequel to Metal Gear, uh, Sons of Liberty, that came out, that whole third act had to be rewritten and redesigned because originally it ended on the top of the t- trade centres. Oh, wow, I
3: didn't know that.
0: Lies yeah, so that happened. was... Ju- yeah, that was due to come out in two thousand and one, and ended up getting pushed to like the summer of O two, huh. um, and the whole second act, uh, third act, sorry, was rewritten and redone. Huh. So, so there's so many things in playing into it, but it to bring it back, you're definitely right. Like across the networks, I think twenty four was Fox, <laughs> which probably says it all. But <laughs> twenty four was Fox. This was ABC. They're playing around the same time. Definitely representation of. Um, of uh, asian you know characters or was just completely different and like you say saeed's the, one of the nice guys it's just nice to see him portrayed in this light just as a human being really to be honest with you well yeah that's, like that. that's the
3: thing yeah i mean normally especially on 24 yeah you have like the head guy the head villain and then it's just a bunch of faceless um goons who just happen to be brown you know <laughs> uh, yeah
0: <laughs> the, I think the ki- I think it's season three. The kill count is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sure I, can't, I it, yeah. can't remember. I can't remember what it is, but it's absolutely insane because that's the one where he's uh, he's he's uh, addicted to coke. <laughs> oh yeah. Or he's he's gone undercover in that terrorist cell and he's started taking coke and he's just like in withdrawal, so he just shoots everyone. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Anyway, um, but I guess. The good thing, the good thing about this episode, or the the emotional arc of these flashbacks, is is obviously the scene in the car reveals his informant, and Sam is so distraught by I guess the knowledge that his friends, are, like you say, John, is effectively a double agent, um, and he feels that as a betrayal, and he he offs himself, mm. which is quite a. I think the shock is all on Naveen Andrews' face. He plays it really well that scene. Mm. But doesn't
2: he mention? It was like Saeed so tells him like the reason why he's a double agent yeah. because he wants to see yeah. his, his lovely Nadia again and he doesn't like that one bit. So I no, think he that mm. speaks to obviously the like misogynistic side of Islam, I guess. Um, yeah, because there's obviously there's a there's that that belief that um, w- women are inferior to men in in mm-hmm. Islam. So his anger was kind of not just based on. Um, the betrayal. The betrayal is based on oh, you've forsaken your religion, You know, I mean, your faith or whatever, just for a woman. So I think it was kind of betrayed in two ways in in a nod. Yeah. Yeah, um, which I thought was really but nice to see that.
0: It was a nice touch, definitely. Yeah. And I, and you know, the, the 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 aftermath of that is after his death. You know, the agents say to him, "I think she's living in California. Meant to be in California. Give him the plane ticket and the money." Which is obviously the origins for Saeed of getting onto the plane. Which is we we like talking about that in this podcast, especially in this first season. All these little, these little teasers to how they got to the airport and on flight eight one five. Ah, it's all linking together. <laughs> um, but I think the bit that I really liked, um, because it was, I guess it's quite sad as well. But he inquires about Isam's body and what they're going to do, and I guess this kind of plays into. What we were discussing earlier on about whether you you meant to like him as a character or not um because even though he was um muddled i guess and and he was about to commit these terrible acts you know he's still at, at heart he was a muslim man and um they say basically because no one will claim it they'll burn it and saeed wants to claim it for himself because the muslims are i believe they, don't, they believe in burial not cremation yeah, I yeah. believe. No, uh, I, I, well, is that correct? Oh, I, I'm not sure.
3: I just know that's what that, that's what Saeed says in the episode.
0: Is that what Saeed? I thought that's what Saeed says. So, um, apologies if that is incorrect. But in the context of this episode, you know, that's what he said. So, I thought it was quite a nice moment that he was still trying to stand up for his his friend. He's still in, even in death, despite all these things. He was still saw him as his friend. Yeah, and, and he still wanted to help him out. Yeah, and
3: the like the the kick and the teeth for that is obviously you know. They say his flight's in two hours, so he can't do it. So Saeed says, "You know, we'll book me on the flight the next day." You know, you know, which just happens to be eight one eight one five, which is a real, oh, like he's he's doing the right thing, but you know, it's doomed him to crash land on the island.
0: Absolutely, and you know that's all put, plays part in the part in the candidate stuff, which obviously is way further down ah, of the line. Course, yeah, aye. Okay, so that is your flashbacks for that episode. So on island events, are we ready? Because oh, it's a good one. It is. It's a it's a good one. So it's all post Boone, unfortunately. <clears throat> or fortunately, depending on whether you like the character or not. <laughs> um because I guess Boone and Shannon, let's face it, they've been for the majority of the season, they've um they've been left with very little to do really. <laughs> Um, but it's all
2: sort of come at the end, doesn't it, really?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, literally the last exactly. three episodes where Bone has been... I mean, Ian Summerholder I thought his uh, the last two episodes were great. He was brilliant in them.
0: Yes. Um, and he, do you know what? He is a good actor. Oh, I, yeah. I've seen him in other stuff, and I do rate him. It's just he's... It's like anything. They just need good writing. Yeah. <laughs> or a good character.
2: Yeah. I, I guess... Uh, isn't it true that Ian Summerholder was, like, really pissed that he got fired? Because he like loved yes. he loves working on the show and and then I think they signed him to like another year's contract or something to like
0: as like a guest star. Yeah, they basically said the the originally I think I said it last week or the week before. I can't remember, but the origins of him meeting uh, Lock to go out in the jungle and then obviously that led to the hatch. That was originally two just guest actors that went with Locke Yeah, they were kind of disposable act uh, characters almost and then they decided well actually we've got another end game in mind so we're going to kill the, i think they decided quite early on that we're going to kill him <laughs> kill him off they just needed to set the, t- uh, the wheels in motion almost so yeah and he wasn't happy but as we know he probably turns up more after he's dead than he actually was when he was alive in the show i think yeah. you're
3: right actually yeah. Yeah. yeah it's probably true and it's probably even more enjoyable when he turns up because you're not expecting him to um you know on the island you're like oh yeah it's just you know we're checking in with everybody but then if you see him in a flashback you're like ah look there's Boone I loved him (laughs) even though he didn't
0: (laughs) yeah because he pops I think going forward he pops up a lot to Locke um, especially when you know Locke's questioning things I think Boone appears as almost a manifestation of his guilt um, which is always I always like stuff like that when your guilt manifests in the form of a dead character or something Mm. like that it's always pretty cool yeah so, so, I guess the on island stuff is you know, Shannon's mourning the loss of a brother. Um, Saeed asking her if there's anything he can do oh. in his very l- lovely way. He's so terrible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm oh, sorry. God.
2: And uh, actually, <laughs> Shannon, um, Maggie Grace, is actually, I like her in this scene. Yes. Because she just, very um, understated. Um, she doesn't really acknowledge him. Uh, kind of focuses all on bone um which i really like that because it, it obviously gives you because we obviously we, we know that bone was in love with her so it just kind of lends a bit more to the suspicion that she had a lot more feelings for bone than she's let on to sayeed um i thought was quite cool but um yeah he just kind of says oh i can help you if you like just just let me know um <laughs> just just just, just, just Drive down to the beach and I'll make you a
0: nice little picnic again. <laughs> hey, remember that time I did like the, the torch-lit dinner and your brother died? <laughs> 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 Let's do that, but properly this time. <laughs> Without any interruptions, um, yeah. No interruptions this time. It'll just be me and you. <laughs> um, I think simultaneously, whilst this is all happening, Kate's in search of Jack, who's obviously... From the previous episode, he gave up a lot of his blood. Oh, Jack is um, fucked, isn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. he's absolutely he, for for lack of a better word, Scott. He is absolutely munted at this yeah. point. He, look, he, is, he looks hungover, doesn't he? <laughs> he lo- he looks hungover. He looks like he's smacked out on smack. Basically, he is tired. There's he don't, He's delusional. He has no idea what he is. But he's Jack. He's the superhero. He's got to save the day. It's in his. It's literally in his blood. No pun intended. So. <laughs> But he's run off into the jungle to try and get Locke um, because he obviously blames him for Boone's death. Mm-hmm. And there's a bit of the good little scene where Kate's pleading with him to return and he's like, okay. Does he say okay? Or does he just go?
3: No, I think he just goes because I, I find it really quite funny. Uh, but like, once again, like, I know in this episode he's, he's like, um, he's, he's a bit mad because he's, he's lost all the blood. Uh, but he, he he doesn't seem to be um, any more erratic than he normally is when he goes off and runs through the jungle, which I thought was quite funny. The, like I think this is about the third time somebody has found him in the jungle and be like, Jack, what the hell are you doing? You just run around mm. in circles. <laughs>
0: he's he's still not quite the good. Um, what's the word? He don't know. He's not a good navigator, bless him. No,
3: no, at all. It's like it was so funny. Cause he just he just bursts through the like the the trees and Kate's just standing there
0: and it's like. Don't you always think as well? It's like someone coming from stage left just to say, <laughs> "Now na- and, and and they're not sweating or anything. They just walk." At, like Sawyer sometimes comes eating an apple. He's like, "Well, hey, Doc, what's <laughs> yeah. up?" And, and Jack's just like, "What? Where have you come from?" He's like, "You're going in circles, mate." <laughs> yep. Is there, uh, this, but then, this not open, go on, Scott. I'm um, sorry. Does it
2: not open up at the funeral, or is it? Is, are we? T- sorry, do we just like, jump to when Jack goes to find Locke?
0: I think there's a little bit at the beginning where it's kind of just segues. It, it, it's kind of a montagey moment, I think, if memory serves. So you, you get the start of the caves where they're just kind of mourning him quickly. Jack's gone off, uh, and then the bit before. I think the title screen. Oh, no, I could be wrong, actually. I think no, it's no. before I the title, obviously.
2: Yeah, I think it is, because Jack is but, yeah, really the... angry, and he, yeah. he, like when Locke's trying to explain to him about, you know... Oh, sorry, no, Locke's saying, oh, yeah, no, Boone was a, was a hero, and Jack's looking at him, mm-hmm. and he's just... he's Honestly, he looks so pissed off, and he just wants to, like, <laughs> literally punch his fucking lights out.
0: <laughs> and he sells that really well. I mean, to me, I, I, again, I'm descending into Matthew Fox stanning... Um, but, you know, it's very hard to sell a face like that because it can come across as, you know, arguably, like, you look like you're constipated, maybe. <laughs> you, just, you know, it's really hard to sell anger unless you are angry. Yeah, true, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, he, yeah. Unless he really didn't like Terry O'Quinn. I, yeah, I just which hate I, Terry O'Quinn. <laughs> which, which I find hard to believe. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, he, he, yeah, the funeral bit's really good. They bury Boone and lock just arrives again from nowhere uh, and tries to explain himself hello
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah still covered. Like, in, hello. still covered in blood as well yeah
0: he um, like, <laughs> which is which is really, <laughs> by the way guys <laughs> yeah
3: which is quite like a, a really fun uh not fun but it's, it's just a really uh striking image you know he's just stood there just absolutely drenched in blood um you know it's like, he's not really doing himself any favors uh, at the minute, John, it's just like yeah, you're burying this guy, and I'm I'm covered in his blood. Um, it is but, a bit literal, like his blood yeah. is on your hands
2: and the rest of you <laughs> as well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's got a very devil-may-care attitude, though, mm-hmm. at this point, because, like, we've always said about Locke, he's like he's, he's the big believer. He believes this island's bestowed something upon him. There's probably something in him that thinks, no amount no amount of anger will hurt me, you know. They can get as angry as they want, but the island will protect me, so I'll just go and confront them all. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, and, and this is the point. Um, Locke, like, tells everybody uh, everything except uh, the hatch, you know. He, he says, we found a plane. Yes. This, this happened, it all fell off, and uh, Boone got somebody on the radio, but he just stopped short of telling them about the hatch.
0: He did, he
2: did. But we know that Jack... So, um, sorry, not, yeah, Jack already has been told about the hatch by Boone. Yes. So, uh-huh.
0: Correct. He's, that was what he whispered to him, didn't yeah. he? Or tried to tell him, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and and that that's a neat... That leads us into this, actually, because I think after the funeral, Jack says to... I think it's Saeed... Kate, and maybe Sun as well, I think she's around, that Locke's lying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then they do their usual, Jack, you've got to rest, dude. <laughs> no! Yeah. No! <laughs> um. Locke has a nice little moment with Shannon, asking for forgiveness, but she doesn't really go for it. Mm. Uh, and she goes to Saeed instead and is basically like, would you do me a favour? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> yeah. Kill Locke, basically. I don't <laughs> think she says it outright, but She's like, yeah, I'll go to my, you know, um, Iraqi boyfriend, who I know is in the Republican Guard, and I'll just ask him to kill someone because I assume he'll be okay with that.
2: <laughs> yeah, she's, that's basically what I got from that. She like, like Jack, uh, um, because Jack says at the end of the last episode, um, to Kate, uh, like, um, Bone was murdered, and then, mm-hmm. um, Maggie Grace, uh, sorry, Shannon, literally like repeats it, like he murdered Bone, and then she said to Saeed, um. Can you do something about that or, some, or words to that effect so basically saying go and do him in for me basically um,
0: and I will love you forever
2: yeah, <laughs> until I die
0: <laughs> dun 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 um, so whilst this is all happening uh, you've got Charlie telling Claire that she needs to rest that's the theme of this episode you just need to rest <laughs> a lot's happened and it's the calm before the storm, in a way, because with what happens going after in the next episode and then obviously into the finale, a lot's going to happen. So it's the calm before the storm. Everyone needs a rest. Um, and she's very reluctant to let go of baby Aaron. But then she lets him, because he's quite a nice father figure, Charlie, bless him. <laughs> he needs a bit of responsibility. And I think this is, the, again, the comic relief of the episode, is that he won't stop crying. Yes. And... Uh, yeah. Hurley sta- sings to him, doesn't he? James Brown. I don't know what the song. Su- oh, James Brown. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel good, isn't it? That's what he sings. Yeah. yeah. And but then it turns out <laughs> Sawyer is the one that quietens him down.
2: Yeah, just from reading, <laughs> it's brilliant.
0: <laughs> it is brilliant. So then he, he only reads like a couple of sentences, doesn't he? Yeah. And then he starts crying again, and Charlie's like, "No, no, no, keep going." <laughs> and doesn't he just keep following him around with the baby? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really funny, and he, Sawyer's so just like, get away from me. <laughs> I, d- I did feel that that was kind of
2: like, oh, of course it's going to be Sawyer that, that helps the baby Can't calm <laughs> down uh, everyone else. So it has to be the one who you know, could be the most antagonistic on the island is actually the one that soothes the baby.
0: But he's got that, like, sexy Texan drawl. He's got so, a great voice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a great... He has a very soothing voice, despite being a bit of a knob. Have, he does have a very soothing voice.
2: Have you heard those adverts for that um, sort of Snoozy Time Go to Sleep app? Or um, play... Like... The car map? Yeah, where it's got, like... Uh, um, like, he had, like, Bronn, like, Jerome Flynn did it. And then, like, mm. Eva Green did it as well. And all these
3: people with lovely... Do you know? Sorry.
0: Do you know who else has done it? I don't know if you know the the king himself, McConaughey. Really. <laughs>
3: That's right, actually.
0: Matthew yeah. Matthew McConaughey has done like a bedtime story for Calm, and uh, <laughs> in a bit of a weird side quest here, I think it was on Graham Norton with and Michael Bublé was on, and uh, he came on late on the show, and he basically said to Matthew McConaughey, "Say I'm really sorry. I I just want to let you know, I." uh I I sleep with you every night and Matthew McConaughey does that that McConaughey thing where he just smiles, leans back and goes, I know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) and then uh, then they play like this clip and I swear to god it was like 10 seconds long and I was nearly asleep (laughs) so I need to to find this bedtime story, it's like an hour long and it's just him reading really soothing words (laughs) but you can imagine in the Matthew McConaughey voice
2: yeah, be a bit careful there just in case you have another little accident or something
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've got that little sidebar. Really, it's a little fun takeaway from the episode, uh, but also a bit of character development for Charlie. He's got responsibility now, or he wants responsibility. I think is the interesting part of that. And, it's a good. You know, he's got rid of his habit.
2: Yeah, it's and also it's a good build to what happens with Russo later on. Um,
0: oh yeah, much mm. it's a good basis for that. Um, yeah, definitely. And he cares about Claire as well. It's not just that he's doing it because he cares about Claire. He cares about the baby too. He wants to look after her and he, he likes that responsibility. Uh, it's this, nice to see. <clears throat> uh,
2: yeah. At this point, I don't think, has the baby been named? Because I think Charlie has a uh, nickname for him. Yeah, I he, he
3: calls his. the baby um, Turnip Head. Which I was like, yeah, I it. it's like, come on, Charlie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Spud. Turnip Head. <laughs> Spud. I love that. <laughs> That's good. Um, and then... So that's really the B plot. There's not an awful lot of B plot. It's kind of mainly A plot here, because um, then you kind of sideswipe straight back into it with Jack being Jack stubbornly insisting he needs to like deal with Locke, and Kate's like, for the love of God, just stop. Yeah. Maybe they were all just wanting him to collapse, and then they're like, oh my God, you know, mm-hmm. we can we can sort him out now. Yeah, uh, and Kate drugs him, <laughs> which is the <laughs> only way to stop him. I think it's like putting putting down a, an elephant. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, she tranks him. Yeah, have to, yeah, she tranks him basically.
3: Just, just on that, um, I thought that was that was quite interesting. That actually feeds into the next episode as well. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, you know, somebody drugging somebody, um, which I didn't really think about. You know, um, well, it, we'll get to it in the next episode.
0: <laughs> okay. There are so, there are a few parallels between the episodes, definitely. Yeah. Um. I think so. I think by drugging Jack and making him fall asleep and actually rest for once, it leaves Saeed free to deal with Locke, which we've already discussed. However, daft it sounds, um, and he arrives to question Locke at the caves. Um, yeah, he uses I think the, he has sim-
3: the, the he, like, like Saeed is Saeed knows about the hatch now, but he goes to Locke sort of. Um,
0: does he um, want him to show him the plane? What, yeah, yeah. want
3: to show him the plane could, because he mentioned the radio and say it's like, well, I could use that uh, any any parts from the radio to help us uh, boost the signal. But really, he's trying to get info about the hatch. <clears throat>
1: Using
3: and the and again, skills. yeah, exactly. And again, it's just another um, competent Saeed moment um, because, like, and, and Locke twigs onto it pretty soon. But I I do like Saeed trying to get the information from from John in this. You know, he's. He's asking him all these sort of innocuous-ish questions, um, but but Locke's wise to it. It's a really it's a really good scene, like the both of them trying to the one up each other yeah. with how smart they are. Yeah, John pretty cottons on quickly. that yeah. sides
2: using his interrogation tactics. Yeah, um, yeah it's nice him play off against each other.
0: Yeah, not daft. Neither of them are, but mm. especially John Locke. Um, but yeah, you're getting that. It just feels like right now everything's opening up in a very nice way. Hmm. Do you know, every, all these secrets are being revealed. Everyone's it paranoid could be, about each other as well. Yeah, everyone's just kind of like, oh wait, so while you know, we've looked, someone's one of the main guys is dead, but it's because of X, Y, and Z. There's all these things happening. What's going on? This is oh, it's so well written. <laughs> so as they walk to, yeah, I think we've just said like the walk into it, and so he's kind of interrogating, and he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. It's almost like cat and mouse, really. Yeah. Nice. Um, I think Locke hands over his gun to Side because Side knows he's got one. Mm-hmm. And then the big thing, this was a good one, and I remember forgetting this little tidbit <laughs> until I rewatched it, but he reveals to him that he's the one who he hit. You know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's the one who knocked him out when they were trying to do the triangulation distress signal way back in episode four or five I want to say yeah
3: yeah and again I, so, I, I think we mentioned it um, in that episode but I'd forgotten about it again um, so I was, I was surprised whenever we Locke, did. Locke revealed it
0: uh, I was just going to say it kind of comes out of nowhere and you just think oh shit yeah we never did resolve that yeah
3: <laughs> it's, it's, it does seem strange for Locke to admit it now Um like, it's probably the worst time for him to do it. You know, uh, I think Saeed has a gun on him at, the, at that point. Or he does as soon as he tells him. Um, but it's, like, I guess it feeds into... And there's a lot of revelations in this episode which feed into the title. Um, like, we, we talked about that last week, you know. Uh, Locke isn't telling people about the hatch for the greater good. Jack didn't tell um, everybody about the guns for the greater good. Um, you know, there's a lot of people... <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think the, the line is... Uh, like I, I use my discretion um, That's right. which, I thought, which which is yeah. quite nice um, but yeah like just so many so many secrets coming out at this point and it's it's quite nice because obviously there would be that that mistrust you know everybody's getting along for survival but it, but at this point and especially ramping up towards the finale um, it's good for all this to come out it, it creates a lot of tension that that like yeah. there was still a lot of tension in the episodes anyway but it's more uh interpersonal tension now between the characters rather than, you know, just general survival.
0: Yeah, because at this point they know one another really, don't they? They yeah. know, or they, at least they know of one another so they've got a reason, you know, at this point you can either be a friend or foe almost. Yeah. They've got time to know one another and I think, you know, it's, uh, uh, I think Locke again lies saying, you know, uh, that Boone was talking about the planes hatches. Yeah. Not the actual. You know, yeah. he, he's still trying to get people away because he thinks it's his purpose. Yeah. So you know, open this hatch. Thought
3: that was pretty clever actually.
0: I did actually yeah, as well. I like, thought, oh you slide out. Yeah,
3: like I, again, Saeed doesn't buy it, but uh, <laughs> at this point in the app at this point in the episode where we're not sure. It's like, oh maybe maybe John's got away with this. But um, I thought that was clever. Quick thinking.
0: Quick thinking by Mr. John Locke. Um Said then I think we returned to the beach after that. Um and even though he doesn't believe a lot of what Locke's saying, he, doesn't believe, he does believe that Locke did not harm Boone or he didn't mean to do it, mm-hmm. which, again, prompts Shannon to go into a bit of a hissy fit um, and want to take matters into her own hands. Uh, so she steals the, the key for the guns from Jack who's asleep mm-hmm. <laughs> and then takes issue with Locke in the jungle. Yep. And it starts <laughs> raining. <laughs> oh yeah, I was. That is in my notes. There's rain. There's a rain scene, and Kate, Jack, and Saeed happen to arrive during the confrontation <laughs> <laughs> from stage left. They just appear, and they're like, "You don't want to do this, Shannon," but she don't want to back down. And it's actually quite interesting because you know, un- until Saeed tackles Shannon, obviously the gun fires, but she was clearly going to shoot him regardless. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. Is that she would actually have taken his life you know sometimes a lot in a lot of shows now they they'd give in wouldn't they they just put the gun down but the the fact that she was gonna do it quite interesting
3: yeah i guess maybe maybe that's a uh, well because of the, the themes of, of say it's flashback you know he he backs out of doing the thing um and then obviously at, at this point he's he's I'm repeating myself again, but he's the kindler, gentler Said, so you know he he knows what he has to do. You know he's like, I'm not going to let you kill her, kill kill Locke. Um, again, for the greater good. Um, I think he mentions mm. later on that uh, he's Locke is one of their is their best hope for survival. So again, he's doing it for the greater good. He does.
0: He does, and the bullet gr- grazing Locke's head will only, mm. I guess, that inflate his ego a bit that nothing can really hurt him at this point. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Um, oh god! And yeah, yeah like y- <laughs> sorry, I <yeah>. just realised. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, I, just the point you made about about the shot uh, to said Yeah, it's yeah. It'll,
0: it'll it'll only inflate his ego. Let's face it; mm-hmm. he, it's all about at this point, you know, he he kind of weirdly is the baddie <laughs> oh, <laughs> in a way. I made this point
2: earlier on. I said, that it's "Just John, John is a secret arsehole
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think of that bit in a, is it Mitchell and Webb look with. Um, <laughs> with uh, Dave, uh, uh, David Mitchell dressed as the Nazi like are we the baddies <laughs> just just you'd ever think John would turn around and go are we the baddies because <laughs> <laughs> no bad person thinks they're bad at the end of the day um, and he's got a lot of good in him but he's definitely got a lot of arsehole in him too so. it's,
2: it's his convictions but, yeah. are so strong based on what's happened and what we have touched on is it, like you know, with what's going on with him who can really blame him it's just yeah, the fact exactly. that he's he's very elusive and secretive about about it all. That's what that's what makes him a bit yeah. more just dislo- um unlikable.
0: Yeah, but you like that he's unlikable. I like that he's a bit of a twat sometimes. <laughs> I d- I don't know if that's just me, but I just I just kind of I just kind of like that he's very shifty because it adds a lot of edge to his character. It adds layers and, to it, and it's it does add layers, and and it's also a tough sell. Because mm. uh, when they try and do it with lesser actors, it, it doesn't always come across the right way. You just end up not liking them. Mm. But if you can not like someone but for a reason, then it's more interesting. And Terry O'Quinn's got that in spades in this show. Mm. Um, so to wrap this episode up, like you've just said, John, you know, Saeed visits Locke and he, you know, he thanks, Locke thanks him for saving his life. They get a bit of a mutual respect. And he he says he believes Locke's the best chance to survive. And then it ends on the bit of the cliffhanger with him saying, I want you to take me to the hatch. So I think from that mutual respect now, um, he's got a bit of an inside into getting to the hatch.
3: Yeah, but Locke Loc tries to, to bullshit him again. But Saeed's like... He does. No, nope, I'm not having this. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stop I'm, it. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Take me to the damn hatch.
0: Take me there. Um. So that is... Episode 21, The Greater Good. Mm. Is that Episode 21? Yeah, Episode 21, The Greater Good. Mm. Um, Overall, I think it's quite a solid episode. It's a good one. Um, I guess it's a a chess piece episode, if you will. Hmm. Um, It puts things in place, ready for moving into Born to Run. But it's an interesting chess piece episode, um, unlike some which are just very filler. Generally speaking, I don't have any production notes on this one. I just think, ultimately... Maggie Grace gets a lot to do far too late, a bit like Ian Summerholder did, did, um, which is a shame because I do rate both of them in other things, but um, she she portrays distraught sibling quite well. <laughs> yeah. It's just a bit too late unfortunately. I know
3: like, like it's the only time she's been given anything really interesting and, or, or made yeah. to do. Um, yeah the only um, sort of production notes I had. Um, was the fact that um, Boone, the, or um, Ian Summerholder, is is credited. And I always think that's quite funny when a character's credited for playing like a dead body.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause, like,
3: uh, TV nowadays, you sort of hear that people are paid by the episode. And I wonder like, if you appear as a dead body, do you get your full paycheck for that episode? You know, like... Uh, interesting thought, actually. Maybe they do, because like um, everybody's watched Game of Thrones, right? yeah sure okay cool well in the like the last uh, the very last episode um, Cersei and Jaime are just dead bodies I was like those people got paid a million dollars per episode I wonder if they were paid a million dollars just to lie there
0: (laughs) the last I thought the last episode was season 7 episode 10 was that not now I don't remember a season eight, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you worried me
3: there? It's like, oh, no, I've spoiled the whole thing for
0: you. <laughs> no, 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 don't worry. Don't worry. You, you, it, I, yeah, I saw that they were releasing the 4K edition of it, and I was like, not with that final season, mate. I do I not fancy re-watching that at any, well, <laughs> ever, I don't think, to be honest with you. I'm not interested. And it re- just whilst we were talking about it, it just really annoys me that they got off... HBO said, look, you can have 10 episodes. Mm. You can have the 10 episodes that you normally would. We'll just increase the budget. So at this <laughs> point, it don't matter. Yeah. You know, you can take your time with your story, but they were like, nope, let's do six. Oof. No good. No good. Assholes. <laughs>
3: Oh, and just before I forget, um, there's, there's the bit mm. where um, Saeed and Assam are, are playing football. And apparently, mm. I didn't see it, I'm just reading this now, but the Sydney Opera House is in the background of that shot as well. Fuck off.
0: Oh. <laughs> right. Which side of the Sydney Opera House is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
2: always the same side. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the
0: same side, isn't it? So, by that logic, Christian's hotel room is <laughs> above... The, the football pitch that side in a... Oh, that's just too silly. Yeah, and, 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 and Bones yeah, as Yeah, Bones well. off
3: to the side at the docks somewhere.
0: Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> It'd be interesting if someone's created like um, like a, a geographical map of mm. the characters when they were in Australia. Not not the actual island, but of the times, <laughs> and the flashbacks, and just see how close to the Sydney Opera House they all are. Yep, yep. Oh, ridiculous. <laughs> and with that, we will move on to Born to Run. We were born to <laughs> I had to do it, sorry. Yeah. I had to do it, I'm sorry. I'm a fan, I'm a fan. And um, yeah, this is Kate Austin, which I guess a title like that fits her character extremely well. Um, so this is the penultimate episode before Exodus, the season finale, which is two parts and we will be discussing next week. So it's kind of great that we've got to this point, episode 22. Oh. Um, <sighs> It's mad, really. <laughs> um
2: we've crossed 10 episodes, now, yeah. haven't we, in terms of recording.
0: Yeah. In terms of recording, yeah. We're into double figures now. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. So there's a few things in this episode that I I like. Uh but before we get into that, um Scott, any uh any trivia? Any
2: bits? Any bits uh, and bobs. Uh, yeah. We've got uh, air date uh, May 11th, 2005. Um this had a 17.1 million viewership uh, directed by Tucker Gates who done a few episodes in the series this is his next episode after In Translation which was the very very good episode that we discussed Mm. on Jin and Son Mm -hmm. Um, the story uh, sorry the the writers so there's a couple of credits so we got obviously as we mentioned earlier on Adam Horowitz and Edward Kitsis and I nearly said Stanley Ipkiss (laughs) by mistake smoking uh, <laughs> 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 um, so they did the screenplay for the episode but it's based on the story uh, the story credit is with um, Javier Grillo Mark Schwartz who is basically the head writer you can say at this point because he's, ri- mm. he's written all the really big episodes mm. um, unfortunately no lost Alan birthday for this uh, week's okay. episode <laughs> And no, guess the rapper age, oh. I'm
0: sorry. No, it's fine. It happens at the end. It's, it happens sometimes. Just want to say, we say it all the time, but I'm gonna every time Tucker Gates comes up now, I'm going to refer to him as Tucker Threat Level Midnight Gates. <laughs> yes. Because we always mention... Did he
2: do 24 as well? I think he did some
0: 24 um, episodes. I will have a quick look, because I'm on his page. He didn't do any 24. He did some very early X-Files... Um, He did one episode of Angel. Then he did uh, The Office. He did quite a bit of Alias, the back run of Alias, season five by the looks of it. A couple of episodes Uh. of Weeds, and then he went into mainly Lost. But then after that, it's quite sporadic. So I think we've mentioned before he did the Ron and Tammy part two episode from Parks and Rec.
2: (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'll start rewatching Parts and Wreck, and I'm I'm getting to the like the the meats and gravies of the Tammy, uh, Tammy and Tammy Two stuff. <laughs> and it's, we've yeah, we it's on, just I, genius. I
0: think every five or six months we just put it on, and then we watch it all over. I've I've watched it five times through. It's so easy. It's like the new friends to me. It, you can just watch it over and over again. It's ridiculous. Um, he did also. like the odd episode of House and Homeland. Um. He did a big portion, looking at it, at Bates Motel, which also was created by Carlton Kaus or Cuss, whichever one. Um, And what else has he done? Oh, he did a couple of episodes of the first season of The Sinner, which I quite enjoyed. Mm. Yeah. I enjoyed that. That first season. I hadn't seen any of the others, but uh, he did a couple of those. So he's he's been around the block, basically. He's done a lot. But Threat Level Midnight and Ron and Tammy is where it's at. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's where he's at. So we will go to John for the guest appearances, and I'm ready for it. <laughs> oh, are you? Are you? Uh-huh. Um, I'm ready. Well, the,
3: the, um, uh, we'll start with Kate's um, childhood boyfriend, um, who's played by an actor called Mackenzie Aston, who hasn't been in a lot of things that I recognize, or that, I, that, no, sorry, that, that I've watched. Um, mm-hmm. He's been in a couple of episodes of Scandal, which I remember being a big deal, but I've never seen a single episode of. And um, same. He's also in a, a sci fi series called The Magicians, which again I've heard of, but I've never seen. Um, but My
0: best friend adores that show, and she's always saying, You need to watch it. And I'm like, I've got other stuff to watch. <laughs> Sorry, go on.
3: And, uh, but the, the, the other one, um, the, the person I recognize um, the most would be an actress called Beth Broderick, who plays Kate's mum. But who is also Zelda Spellman, um, Aunt Zelda from Sabrina the Teenage <laughs> Yes, yes, she is. Brilliant.
2: Well, I didn't recognize her at first, and when I was looking at IMDb last week, when I watched it the first time, I was like, "I know her yeah. from
3: somewhere." And I saw it, and I was like, "Yes, remember?" Yeah, I, I think um, she's in a, a couple of episodes. Um, kid flashback episodes, obviously. Um, in mm-hmm, this yeah. episode, you know, it's quite hard to, to sort of work out who she is because just because of the way she's, she's lying on the bed you know it's hard to work out on the bed yeah is, but, yeah um in later episodes you'll be like oh yeah i remember you from when I, like used to come home from school and sabrina the teenage witch was on
0: <laughs> she was also <laughs> um did you have did you watch the hbo adaptation of sharp thing objects
2: oh no oh, actually i've got the book but i've not actually watched this i think Rose watched the show but um, um got the book the novel
0: both of have- phenomenal in my mind but she's in that and obviously it's it's very nihilistic and incredibly bleak and she (laughs) she's she's in about three or four episodes of that but you know it was very weird to see you know aunt zelda (laughs) in that kind of in that kind of atmosphere i was like jesus christ this is dark (laughs) but yeah just pointing out you said mackenzie aston Mm -hmm. didn't you yes sean's sean's half brother looking at it
2: Wow, I was about to say he's got to be related to somebody. <laughs> right. Yeah,
0: Sh- Sean's half brother. How about that? He's got to be. Yeah, son of actress Patty Duke and actor John Astin. Oh, yeah. his half brother yes, is Sean.
3: Brother Sean
2: so um, John Astin is obviously the um, the guy who played Gomez Adams in the old Adams Family mm-hmm. um, TV show. So is Mackenzie Astin because um, I think Sean Astin was was so he's not um, he was adopted by John Astin and his. And obviously the the woman he was with was Sean's mother. So
0: Mackenzie Astin, is he the actual son of John Astin? He is
2: the actual son. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, he is the actual son, yes.
2: He's built a dynasty, this John (laughs) Astin. (laughs) Adam's family and Lord of the
0: Rings. (laughs) But yeah, so there's another guest star in this. Uh, Not necessarily the actor, just the character, but we'll get to it it's my one of my favorite in any show on oh, yes. all, all time all time favorite bad guest characters but i just love him <laughs> dr arts oh, is... <laughs> oh yes i was doing a who and i'm
2: like oh yeah love the, Arts. Lover.
0: he's terrible but i love him at the same time <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into this bad boy so the flashbacks uh quite dark as they often are with kate um she begins the episode um, dyeing her hair, changing license plate on a car, taking a shower, all those things that you expect from your crime films when they're running away from hello. someone. What?
2: Sorry, hello,
0: Kate in the shower. <laughs> hello. Yes, Kate in the shower, hello. Um that just makes me think of the Family Guy thing where it's uh, George Takai going, hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Actually, on brand, uh, so
2: I actually call was Jin Sulu in this episode. <laughs> yeah, <he does. laughs> oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even... Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, and she is under an alias, although I must admit I forgot to write down what the alias oh, was. Oh, well, I, um, I have
3: that. Um, the alias is ooh. it relates to um, Sabrina, because the alias is Joan Hart, Um, I assume. Ah, That is fantastic. Yeah, Melissa Joan Hart. um, Oh, my God. Yeah, of Sabrina and uh, Clarissa. Is it Clarissa? Melissa?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Melissa. It
2: it should have been um, Zelda Spellman, that would (laughs) have been better.
0: That would have been better. Or just, like, Joan Salem or something like that, (laughs) because I grew up loving cats because of Salem, just, you know. That that cat is like my childhood, that, <laughs> even though it's clearly a puppet. But I, I I love the one where he's all fat and he just keeps screaming food at everyone. <laughs> what a show! Him. Great. So that is a fantastic bit of trivia. I yeah, amazing. <laughs> um, and she returns to her hometown to visit a, a dying mom, who obviously we've mentioned is Sabrina's aunt. But and she meets up with the ex-boyfriend who's now married and he's the doctor at the hospital uh Sean's half brother and they dig up a time capsule if i remember right yes that was buried way back in like the late 80s 89 15th
2: of
0: august Ooh, to me exactly thank you 1989 Sorry. um and among its contents are the the toy airplane yes and I think there's a tape recording didn't, that they made to like mark the occasion so of the burial. Uh and then this kind of leads you into with his help um Kate able to see her mum alone and kind of say sorry for all the things she did or has done and probably conti- will continue to do. <laughs> um it's quite a hard scene to watch if I'm honest. Uh, the
3: the hospital scene with her with her mum yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, yeah. Because obviously, you know, until the the moment where her her mom starts getting hysterical, you know, we're we're assuming that you know everything's fine. Um, you know, she's just happy to see Kate, and then yeah, it gets really, yeah, it gets really uncomfortable. Um,
0: yeah, doesn't she? I mean, she starts doesn't she start calling her Katie and stuff like that, so you know, it's very yeah, it's very uh, familial mm. almost. You know, it's it's that's not what we know her as, but a mm. mom must do, and then. But she does
2: a. Um, she does a, a Dougie, doesn't she? She calls for help. She calls for <laughs> yes,
0: Scott. Yes, Scott. Oh my <laughs> god. And she does then she does a Cheryl Lee after that as well. So <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> <laughs> she she screams for her life and in that moment, you know, Kate has to run away all upset that, you know, she couldn't talk to her mum. Does it did they ever say what a mum's got, or were you just led to assume cancer. this? cancer, that's it.
2: She tells Tom well, she uh, mentioned it to Tom and she's in the back of his car like, Oh yeah. That wouldn't that wouldn't shit you up at all.
0: <laughs> oh god, yeah, the back of the car thing, yeah.
2: So like, why did she do that? If he's meant to be her friend, he could she could have just waited next to the <laughs> car. <laughs> no one's gonna suspect anything, just standing there.
0: Well then this leads us neatly into this bit where she, she flees, knocking she knocks out a policeman, runs into him, he gets the keys, they climb in and he's like, Yeah, I'm staying with you and you're like, I wouldn't do that, mate. People die around her and lo and behold There's <laughs> a bit there's there's a bit of an action moment. Don't she like go through the barrier of the car park or something like that? Yeah, oh yeah. It, it'll, yeah it'll no, get it. no budget, no
1: budget
2: stuff. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah.
0: What's his face uh Sir At, Atom- uh, Lord Attenborough's thing from Jurassic Park, no expense spared. <laughs> they open the open fire and then she rams her way out and looks at Tom and he's dead.
3: He's dead. <laughs> it's like, oh Tom. Like he didn't even last one episode. It's just like, oh, you poor guy. Um like Kate really is just sort of a, a lightning rod for for death. Because um, <laughs> did, did she like I, I guess this feeds into the fact that she saves the Australian fella in her first episode, doesn't she? Like they crash the she car then, it. and she pulls him out of the wreckage. I mean, I guess that it's sort of a parallel, but it's just like I felt so sorry for your man. Um, it's <laughs> like you're you sort of you're doing you, like you're doing right by your friend, um, but at the same time,
0: you just don't get you just don't get involved with Kate basically. Oh,
3: no, she, she pr- does say get out of the car, and he's like, no, well, yeah, yeah,
0: and I'll that's true. Talk. She does give she, him the option. Just,
2: yeah, but there's no reason for him to be in the car. I guess he just really wanted his car back. <laughs> didn't trust her, not...
0: Well, he won't want him. no, no. I'll stay. <laughs> I'll stay. Yeah, but she's distraught by this choice, obviously, and she's got no choice but to flee. So, she gets out of the car and, as the title suggests, runs yeah. away. And
3: this this is the uh, this is where we find out what the um, the toy airplane from the previous episode means. Um, yeah, it belongs is, to a man I loved. Is yeah, that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, I mean, that was quite nice. I think I, I said in the previous episode, you know, there's no real sort of resolution um, in that episode. And I guess we kind of get it here. Um, it's not especially enlightening. Um, but, you know, it, it's nice to have that that look closed, I guess. You know you know what it's about. Um, and you know why, why she's distraught over it. Also, because
2: um, I think I mentioned on the last episode, we covered about Kate just being shit around people who are in peril, so mm. with Charlie and then later Burn, Kate just turns away and she starts crying, <laughs> yep. or starts having a little mini panic attack, so with this we kind of understand that she's just she deals with these situations pretty badly because she's had a bit of a traumatic time where she's killed her her lovely best friend mm. from her childhood
0: <laughs> or just happens to kill lots of people whether directly or indirectly, she's just like you say she's a lightning bolt for it, she's <laughs> she ain't good man and that's really that's really the flashbacks to be fair there's not a, a lot of content in them but they are very strong and you know continue kate's character development kate i think we can agree as the series goes on especially and i even think in this first series she's she's kind of inconsistent as a character but i think this is a very strong episode especially the flashbacks for her it does add to the character development big time do
2: you, do you mean not like inconsistent in terms of the writing or just or the character's inconsistent I think that's the point, though, isn't it? Like, the characters have these little, you know... I don't... I th- okay,
0: maybe not inconsistent. As so, I mean, the character, yeah. But I, I don't know. She just sometimes feels a bit of a weak character. And I think that's oh, pro- yeah, perhaps agreed. down to the writing. Yeah. It's not the... Evangel- I, I love Evangeline Lilly. She's great. Um, but I just think sometimes... It's a bit like Saeed, depending on who's writing for the episode and mm-hmm. and in what context and with what bunch of characters. She's either really good or just a bit boring. Yeah, I think like um, I think they
3: had maybe just decided that they wanted um, like a fugitive on the on the plane somehow and like the, the backstory to why she is a fugitive isn't really that interesting.
0: That's the <laughs> that's the thing, yeah. It's not that it's not that it's necessarily bad writing. It might just be that she maybe wasn't the best character for that storyline. I don't know what it is, but like you say, it's it's not. I think there's the the biggest crime is that to me it just feels a bit boring and not too interesting. I'd rather just flat out dislike it, <laughs> and then I, you know you know you can move on like Boone for example or Shannon. Yeah. I just flat out dislike them, yeah, and I I'm fine with that. I'll just move on. Yeah. But to me, there's nothing worse than watching like. Like a boring horror film, for example, you know, intrigue me, in, intrigue me for God's sake, yeah. and, and like don't don't bore me. Yeah,
3: I can't remember what um, what the Kate episodes later on in like seasons two and three do, and I can't remember why she's on the run. I think I sort of can, but I don't want to say anything just in case I'm wrong. Um, I I can't remember if they get more interesting as as time goes on, but then at the same time, like this is the episode before the finale, you know, it's it might just be a little. Uh it, it gets to this point of the season and you are just sort of treading water a little bit. Um mm. you know, it, it, as you say, they can before the storm maybe.
0: Well, I, I will, all I'll say is uh in terms of when you say the, the basically the next Kate flashback is until like episode 9 of season 2. Okay. And it's called what Kate did. So Okay, fair enough.
3: Right, okay. Does she blow up a house? <laughs>
0: possibly <laughs> it, 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 it involves her abusive father
3: oh right yes that's right okay I was right. or her, her
0: step her stepfather sorry yes okay, in, okay, it involves okay. that her house exploding yes, <laughs> correct <laughs> um so I guess with that the flashbacks are over but it marks a good piece of the puzzle for Kate I think uh, as sad as it is and you know it just it just lends a lot of, to a lot of what we've been saying already about her so the on island events, again still ramping up all that tension there's a lot. There's quite a lot that's going on in this one, so I quite liked uh, Charlie and Kate discussing the potential fame that they might get when they're rescued <laughs> or if they get rescued, because Charlie's quite excited by it, but Kate's like, oh god no oh no, because she knows that she's done something bad yeah. And that's why she's obviously on the run.
3: Yeah, yeah. And it just made me and a wee bit sad. I was like, Oh Charlie, you're never getting off the yeah. silence. <laughs> oh no,
0: don't do that to me, Jack. It's gonna be bad enough talking about that episode. Yeah. I will probably cry.
3: <laughs> I also just just had the thought there. It's like, yeah, I was on I was on an island for, for a couple of weeks. I killed the guy.
0: <laughs> 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 oh yeah. It's it's like uh, in Ainkipan he's like, I saw that. Charlie killed a guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was a man yeah, there was, po- <laughs> <laughs> was a polar bear and a hatch and, oh, I, yeah. and, and Charlie, I killed a man
3: later on this episode Charlie uh, like, is writing a song and <laughs> it's called Monster Kills the Pilot I was like Charlie <laughs> <laughs> he's like totally desensitised now he's like yeah kill the guy, monster killed the pirate. don't care, just want to get off this island I,
0: I now want to see the Anchorman version of Lost <laughs> that, could be, that could be really really funny um <laughs> So yeah, this, this all disturbs Kate a bit. And then my favorite not well, my not favourite but favourite guest star of any show, Dr. Leslie Arts appears as if he's always been in the show <laughs> Um to announce that the monsoon season is coming and for some reason I, I think it may be because of the um you know the teasers at the start of the episodes and because I watch the season one finale so often um before season two came out when it originally aired, mm. that I just always have this character in my head because he's at the start of every single teaser from now on until the end of the season. Oh, right. <laughs> and okay. I ju- yeah. That's why I always remember him, and it's always him going, It is monsoon season. <laughs> the winds are going south, and we need to go now.
2: <laughs> like, he's a pivotal character. He, he kind of is, you know. but he is. It's just all of a sudden now he's like a main <laughs> guy.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of like Scott and Steve, although they weren't as central as (laughs) Dr. Arts. At least they were early on in the show, and you're like, yeah, these bunch of survivors can kind of weave in and out. It's the fact that Dr. Arts just appears and goes, yo. Yeah. And that's basically it. Pretty much,
3: pretty much. Although although saying that, at least um, he doesn't just appear and they make him a main character and give him a flashback episode, like Lost does uh, maybe two or three seasons down the line.
0: Potentially, yes. (laughs) Uh, Are you talking about Nicky and what's-his-face? Yep. I don't even remember his name. Yeah. Uh, Paolo, Paolo. Oh, that's Paolo, right, yeah.
3: yeah. But no no, <laughs> it, like it is quite funny just just that he appears out of nowhere.
0: Um, it, it, he is basically the Basil exposition. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. use that. I'm 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 stealing that phrase, but he is the Basil exposition. He just turns up and he goes, "Guys, I'm a science teacher. Take it from me, it's monsoon season. Yeah. The winds are going south. You need to launch yesterday," I think he says, doesn't he? Uh-huh. yeah. Something along yeah. those lines. So even though you get a bit of tacky exposition, which is fine to progress this a little bit, um this is when everything ramps up. So Michael comes back into the fold and the hurrying to finish the raft, and then Kate. I didn't under well, I do understand this. She's seeking a spot, isn't she? Yes. And, yes. Um Michael says no, we've already got all the places. And I think well, if you kill, if you if you were on the run and you'd killed someone, isn't your ideal thing that you're stuck on an island where no one can find you? <laughs> yeah, not want not wanting to get. I don't know. Mm. I'm not stuck on an island, but <laughs> that's true. It just made me think. Hang on a sec. She's trying to get back. Get back. I don't know. Um, whatever. She has a conversation with Sawyer. Uh, he reconsiders. Um. And he, I think it's something to do with like. He doesn't have the grasp of sailing, or something. She says, as the reason why she should be he's on. He's not experienced. Yeah, yeah, he's not experienced in the art of sailing, and he he can't really provide much assistance to them should anything bad happen. <laughs> mm. Which I thought was a bit harsh, but mm-hmm. you know, probably true. Um, and then they get into a bit. It gets into like a bit of a war, doesn't it? they like they all confront each other, and he knows that she's a threat to his place on the raft. He wants to escape. Um, but she, I think she more or less is like she wants to escape capture from authorities, doesn't she? Really, that's that's really it.
2: She's probably convinced that if they are found, that's it. She's done for. So at least she can she in her control and she can move around freely. Yeah, in the outside world. The yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah,
0: that's it. I thought it was
2: interesting that these two were in such odds, because they're very similar characters in terms of their backstories. Mm. Um, like, they both con people, um, and they shared, like, they had like a really nice moment um, previously um, when they did the um, Never Have I Ever game. Do you remember mm-hmm. that episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was really great, and you thought, okay, these guys have got an obviously big connection here, and then it's just kind of, no, they're loggerheads, and they, they will do anything, even like um, get one over the
3: other just to mm-hmm. get what they want so they have literally they just care about themselves at this point point yeah. and I thought it was interesting that um, Sawyer sort of figured it out by himself um, you know he's, he's not the, the sharpest tool in the box but you know from that, that conversation and why she was so keen to get the, the case in the previous episode you know he, he puts yeah. two and two together um, which again that that's the um the advantage he has over her whenever it comes to the big confrontation later in
0: the episode. He's got more wits about him, I think. Kate's very reactive, and Sawyer's, yeah, sometimes yeah. reactive, but I think he thinks things more through. Mm. So
2: because he's the long con guy, exactly. So I think he he can read the situations in advance
3: and kind of predict what's going to happen, mm. and you know. And I think like Kate at this point um is obviously still trying to keep keep her secret, and and Sawyer like he already has nothing to lose on the island, you know, nobody really likes him anyway. Um so he's yeah. not worried. Uh you know, Kate has, has everything to lose in that moment.
0: Mm, absolutely. So whilst that's happening, I think there's about three or four different things happening to be honest with you. Hmm. There's not necessarily an A, B, C plot. It's all really pivotal A A plot yeah. kind of material. So you've got Saeed, Jack and uh John at the hatch mm-hmm. uh for the first time, I guess. Um mm-hmm. I guess they're all a bit apart from Locke obviously, but they're a bit surprised by what they find. Um Jack inquires really why he failed to tell anyone about it. And I quite like this because this is this is more of the confrontation between the two ideologies of faith and science. They get into a bit of a confrontation. Uh Jack states his belief though, I kind of he kinda sides with Locke in a way, in a weird way, that it should it ought to be opened. Yeah, I, uh, I
3: enjoyed Sage's reaction to that. He was like, "What?" Yeah, I was gonna, I was,
0: gonna, I was gonna say he has like a really nervous response, didn't he? <laughs> yeah,
3: like he, he or, has a really um, fair point, you know. Um, yeah, which I, which I didn't think about. It's like, you know, why, why do you think there's no handle on the outside of this? Um, yeah, which, which he uses logic. Yeah. um when not. Yeah,
0: <laughs> let's face it. Jack is definitely a reactive character, so he <laughs> he he will, whilst he may be at loggerheads with Locke almost permanently within the show um he does occasionally side with him uh john but-
2: is appealing to jack's um caring and nurturing side where like look jack is a shelter It mm. mm. can be filled yeah. inside so yeah he's.
0: i think there's definitely there's definitely a curiosity about jack as well like whilst he might not want to know he also wants to know he kind of has to know these things mm. i think um and i think it's quite funny as well because I, I, I got the. I think it's more or less said that like Saeed brought Jack along to actually dissuade Locke yeah. from the idea.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um,
0: but then it's kind of left unsettled that they don't. You still don't know really what they're going to do. But now that Saeed's plans fallen apart because Jack's actually like, "Hey, Locke, let's let's get this bugger open." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you don't really know. It's really awkward. So there's that happening.
2: Sayid's so thinking he hit me
0: round the head. <laughs> 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 This twat whacked me over the head, and you're siding with him to open this bloody hatch.
2: (laughs) Also, what I really love about that scene, um, just a visual thing, is you see the hatch and it's not fully excavated, pretty much. Yes, and you're thinking, it just tells you how how often John and Bone have been going there, even without showing the episodes.
0: I think I, I wrote that down on a previous episode. I think it was the episode where, uh, actually, did we discuss it last week, where they built the what did, was it called? The Shea. Um, I can never say it. Thank <laughs> you. The Uh But in that very brief bit, they've fully excavated it as well. I think at that point. It's amazing though, like that set. It was it's really cool. But like you say, no handle on it. And at this point as well, you still, I still find it amazing that it's just basically a door in the floor, but there's so much mystery about what's in there. You know, is it is it the monster? You know, we've not seen Smokey for quite some time now. Yeah, is he... I was
3: thinking about watching the episode. It's like we haven't even heard of the monster in... No. F- like maybe 10 episodes? Now. I don't know.
0: I, I'd i say a good... Uh, yeah, I'd probably say double figures. And he he comes back in a big way in the finale. Yeah. But yeah, you've not seen... So, I think it's actually quite a clever thing on the writer's part whether they meant to intentionally do it or not the fact Mm -hmm. that you've not seen him for so long you're like hang on a second yeah is this is this where he's kept is this is the bigger machinations going off on this it's it's amazing what you you think it could be i can't even remember what i thought it was at the time (laughs) It, there's all sorts going on with it, it's fantastic it's such a good, at the time I guess it's a good McGovern, McGovern, sorry, McGuffin mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. McGuffin. <laughs> that's the one, yeah, you know, it's, it's the bomb under the table and you're just waiting for it to explode it's <laughs> so clever um, I, I
2: was a bit disappointed that we didn't get a payoff from the end scene from the last episode before um, uh, uh, Greater Good where we see the light emanating from the, the hatch window yeah but like John doesn't mention it to or of course like John is not gonna mention it to anyone yeah. because he's John Locke but also you know what does it mean he, for I mean, him what does it mean for him yeah it's I mean mm. maybe it's just like a just a little like visual gag just, just so oh here it is Like you know you know you are now enlightened or something I don't
0: know I think I think because because you get the just jumping briefly to season two you get Almost a payoff because it's from Desmond's point of view. Uh and at, at oh, that yes, at, at that moment, so you kind of at this point I see what you're saying. But when you see it from Desmond's point of view, you see you see kind of where it was going and there is a sort of a payoff, I guess, as to what it means and where it could go or what what you know it to become anyway. Um so that's all happening. You got the hatch stuff. We've got Dr. Arts telling them about monsoon season. And then, in all the commotion, Michael gets violently ill. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. Dicky tummy. Uh, he got a dicky tummy, yeah. Um, and I think he's working alongside Jin. And they've firmly become friends now, which I quite like, to be honest with you. I I really enjoy their, their camaraderie. And I think I've said it before, but I like the fact that even though Jin still can't speak much English, if any at all, Michael knows exactly what... Is saying yeah. <laughs> or ask, asking of them, uh, which I think is quite sweet and it just adds a bit of fun to the characters, knowing that they were at loggerheads between themselves for so much of this season and now they're just like best buds. Hmm. Um, Jack comes back from the hatch, uh, to examine him and. Isn't there some like drugs in his water bottle? Some like dissolved drugs in the yeah, Jack, water he's drinking? Yeah, Jack
3: works out that he's been poisoned.
0: Poisoned effectively, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, they straight away think Sire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is always a bit of a laugh at this point. You know, oh, of course, it's, the, it's him. But then they quickly <laughs> also think Kate because obviously of her insistence on going on the raft mm-hmm. at the start of the episode or the. The present day events, should I say? And Jack has a bit of a confrontation with her. And again, this is a great scene, all ma- great from Matthew Fox, great from Evangeline Lily. Um, she denies yeah. all involvement, but I mean, what do you make of this, anyone? I was just
2: gonna, yeah, just gonna go to that. Um, when Jack asked Kate if she did it, Kate says, "Oh, you know, did, you know, do you think, do you think I'll do something like that?" And Jack says, "Well." I don't know what you're capable of. Yeah. So there's a seeds of distrust there between Jack and Kate mm. like, uh, now. And, you know, already they pretty much established them as the kind of like the, the main apart from, well, of course you've got Jen and son who are an established couple, but mm. Jack and Kate are effectively the, you know, the, the couple of the show. Mm. Yeah. But even they're just, you know, not, we're not going to sort of lead you to, you know, lead you to believe that everything's going to be raised between these two. We're going to give you these seeds of distrust with, you two main people as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, I don't, and don't you love yeah. the implication... Sorry, go on. So I don't,
3: no, the, just uh, the, the thing I mentioned in the previous episode, you know, Kate drug Jack in the previous episode, so, you know, it's not mm. outside the realm of possibility <laughs> that she would do it again.
0: And I, lo- I, I, I love <laughs> the implication as well of anyone who says it, but just the, the implication of saying, I don't know what you're capable of. Like, he's straight out with it, but, mm. the what you know, there's so much to that wording. You know, it could mean, oh, yeah, I know you, you could... You could make someone ill, or could you kill someone? I don't know. Mm-hmm. He he knows what he's saying, and it, it, there's a bit of, ooh, yeah. But Te-
2: ironically, the guy who would who would arguably be the most they should be the most wary of, uh, Saeed, because based on his um his his history, yeah, he's probably one of the most trustworthy guys they got <laughs> yeah. on there. Like, Absolutely, no one really questions him anything. This <laughs> is a great little sort of contrast.
0: Absolutely. Um where was it going yeah so we've said jack says you know not cap- not sure what she's capable of she denies all involvement and then there's a there's a little scene with walt who has appeared again we're not talking spoken about walt for a couple of episodes i don't think no. the mum killer no. um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> 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 I'll I'll stand by that and I think we all will that, oh, yeah, that's yeah. the case. He basically <laughs> killed himself. There's his a mom.
2: bit in the last episode where I think Mike and Walt have a conversation very briefly and Walt's concerned about leaving the island. Yeah. But then that that follows into like, Oh the, yes. Yeah him and this one as yeah, well. Yeah so
0: we can talk about that so this leads neatly into this um, because he he sabotaged the raft the last time didn't he? He's the one who set it on fire and he's a shot he's you no know, he's Saint lock He's not responsible either, even though people might suspect me because I burnt the first raft. Mm. Um, And then there's another bit of a weird supernaturally moment again. And I guess it's just another moment that kind of frustrates me because there was so much potential, perhaps with the character of Walt. But Locke touches his arm in kind of a reassuring way to say, you know, don't worry about things. And then Walt kind of becomes frightened. And having no prior knowledge of it, he basically begs Locke to not open it. And, you know, that being the hatch. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, I guess my question is, where's he got these powers from? <laughs> We've discussed it in length already. It's just another little open-ended thing that's a bit frustrating, I think. I liked it,
2: but i mean, I like i sort it. Of <laughs> yeah, I
0: like it because, you know, you've got the spooky child and that always <laughs> helps in a, ho- a good bit of horror, but got the
1: shinning
0: <laughs> they got the shinning yeah i think it's just ultimately where his character go. or oh, we know where his character goes which isn't really anywhere that mm. it's frustrating i guess but it's good for this moment you know there's definitely something wrong with this boy <laughs> in some manner and he knows of things so
2: but it's it's good though because this spooks him so much that he practically says to michael no we're gonna leave whereas mm earlier on in the season uh, Walt was like no I like it here yeah. like, it's cool and then when Locke touches him and obviously Walt has some kind of powers of foresight I guess um, it it scares him off to say to Michael no we're definitely going now
0: hmm. we, right. yeah, we're chipping it we gotta go uh, next bit Michael's recovering still and Sawyer offers him some uh medicine which is very nice of him it's not his usual self uh pepto-bismol something like that yeah <laughs> i think it is <laughs> or an- anti-acid is it Ant- antacid Ant- I, can't. I think it's an antacid yeah Antacids. he kind of takes a piss yeah
2: thinking it's like uh he's got like a like a he needs to, to let one out basically well yeah because like michael keeps him off the raft
0: do not he because yeah. he's like he thinks he's showing him a bit of cheek <laughs> yeah so um and then, as a result of that, I think I think he's just tested beyond his patience, really, isn't he, Sawyer, at this point? You know, they've all... They mocked him. They've... You know, he's been beaten up by more than one character. He's, <laughs> you know, he's been tortured by one character. He's pissed <laughs> off. And he exposes Kate's uh, criminal past to everyone. Um, Snatches a bag, empties it to reveal that, you know, she stole... The passport of that lady who drowned uh back in white rabbit
3: Mm, yeah that was a bit uh joanna a bit cold um but i guess it was a bit cold she she wants to get off the island but yeah it was like oh that's that's not exactly uh endearing i think i
0: think think it's implied but i'm assuming that she was going to use that to like forge a new identity should she get off the island
3: yeah because she was burning off the photograph wasn't that right Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: So you're just like, oh my god. Well, she was. Gosh. She was getting close. It looked like she was burning the whole thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. but... <laughs> if you're not careful, you can't yeah. reshoot this. <laughs> no. Yeah. Exactly. Um, she reluctantly admits the truth to everyone uh, that you know she was the person in the marshal's custody. Mm-hmm. So we've got everything's built up to this crescendo of secrets. Um, it's really all coming out now. It's it's going crazy. <laughs> if anything, it's left, right, and centre. There's not in the ways of action. There's not a lot happening, but in terms of dialogue, everything's happening. Mm. Everyone's going mental for one another. So <laughs> those seeds of distrust between everyone—it's just rife. No one likes one another at this point. <laughs> but it seems everyone hates each other. Um,
2: say, I don't know what point it is, but Hurley lets slip before to lock that Kate's a fugitive. I think before mm-hmm. the side. Uh, sorry, the Sawyer Big Reveal. Yeah. So mm. I think John and Jack's there as well. And John says to Jack, oh, well, you know, she's, you know, you didn't keep, you kept up from me as well. And <laughs> Jack's like, oh dear, discretion, John. And I'm thinking, oh, he's got one over you there. And yeah. John looks fucking smug. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Love it. Very good. It is very good. Um, So they hurried the raft to completion. And it turns out that Sun is the one who did the poisoning. And it wasn't to poison Michael, it was to poison Jin. Yeah,
3: because they, they had the, uh, the conversation earlier in the episode, you know, the, the first did. time they've spoken since uh, they they had their argument. Um, hmm. Yeah. I uh, thought it was only last week, wasn't it? In translation. A couple of weeks yeah. Yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, a couple of weeks so, back, yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, Jin is dead set on going, so Son. <laughs> Does what she does, um, and it it backfires spectacularly.
0: Yeah, I think I think this Jack summarizes basically. You know, they're working in close proximity, easy to mix up water bottles, basically. Mm. Uh, but he does he does the very Jack thing of I'll not reveal your indiscretion (laughs) to anyone else. Yeah. Uh, don't worry. uh, Patient confidentiality, Doctor. Patient confidentiality.
2: (laughs) I really like it when uh, Jonas and just have this around a brief moment because it sets you up just a little bit for their kind of um farewell in the finale mm, mm. and i was like when i when i watched it the other day oh <laughs> and it set me off
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh bit of a shaky voice oh, moment that was yeah yeah man yeah i agree because because it, uh, after a while, it's a while before the reunite. well a lot of them are reunited i guess yeah um, so, yeah it's a good portion of se- yeah, it's a very good portion of season two, to be honest. Um, let me think. Where am I? Oh, yeah. So, Kate... Uh, Sun and Kate are having a chat as well later on. Mm. Um, and Sun... I think he's... Was it Kate ideas to drug them? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's where I was going with it. So, But she, again, says, I swear I'll not say anything. So, again, more secrets, everyone. <laughs> Just keeping secrets it's awful <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I, there's, sorry there's just a, a we seen before that I think that's how the episode ends that son and Kate scene is that,
0: um, is that how it ends sorry I
3: think so but no there's just a, there's just one we've seen before where um, Sawyer basically goes over and says like sorry um, and then Kate, Kate asks him you know why he needs to, to leave the island um, and he says there's nothing on the island worth staying for um, you know but in that tone of voice to be like well you don't want me so I'm getting out of here um, yeah, which I, I huh. guess kind of explains his actions. Other than the fact that he's just kind of a dick anyway. Um, mm. you know, but he's just like he's he's so wounded that Kate wants nothing to do with him, and he's like, "Well, screw you, I'm getting off." Um, but uh, exactly. it, it's it's a uh, it's a nice little character beat for Sawyer, I think. Um, but he's still like he's still in that kind of a dick stage.
0: Yeah, he's not really gone out of grown out of it. No, as No, not yet.
2: He has like these moments like with the the glasses thing with Jack and his like the the blossoming kind of friendship he's now making with, with well he had been making with Michael and, and Jin. Mm-hmm. So you have these little moments here and there and with Kate obviously and then but yeah, the, his true sort of arse of side comes out like, eventually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> basically.
1: True.
2: Basically that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I think we've already mentioned it, uh, about Walt oh wait there's there's a little bit more and I think Walt basically says to Michael you know he, he confesses he burned the first raft yeah. Um, yeah explaining he wanted to stay on the island I think Michael is quite surprised by it but at the same time he says well we can stay if you want and that's when Walt's like nah man let's get the hell <laughs> out of Dodge Yeah. let's get out of here Um. and yeah and then like we say the final bit of the episode is Kate and Son have been their chat and it's revealed Kate, Kate was, was the the idea for drugging, sorry, was all, all Kate's. Um, I think there's a little bit more of a evil implication to it, is that her reasoning's a bit flawed because some thinks that Kate, it was Kate's, Kate's idea was almost like hatched for Son's sole purpose, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. not for her. So, yeah, yeah, not for, yeah. So there's like that extra bit of nastiness <laughs> behind it. Yeah, like it's a, a double
3: lie, basically. Yeah. Yeah, like it would have been beneficial for son, but also for Kate because she could have got on the
0: raft. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And you're just like, "Oh, Kate, you bitch." <laughs> yeah, I don't know
3: how like how successful the episode is with that. Um, maybe again because I have the the knowledge of the rest of the series, but it's like we know Kate's not a bad egg. Um, but yeah, the the. Um, I can't remember how the episode ends, but the score tends to have that that sort of creepy, oh, maybe this character isn't quite as nice as, as we think.
0: Mm, um, ominous. Yeah.
3: Um, but again, with Kate, I don't know that it works quite so well. Um,
0: exactly. And it ends Is on it?
3: Quite, a, quite a somber note as well. Um, you know, mm. uh, doesn't Kate says something, her son says something along the lines that she thought meeting the man that she loved uh, would make her happy. And then Kate's like, yeah. Uh, in here or something like
0: that. Um, yeah.
3: Yeah. Very somber and note that's to end just on. A... It's, it's quite a quite an interesting note to go into the finale with.
0: Um. Absolutely. Cuz when you think about it there's not been there's not really been any action in this episode. Mm. There's not it's not in the way of action packed build up. Yeah. It's just yeah. all purely through dialogue and these secrets and these tensions between mm. these it's just a testament to really good writing and believable believable characters I guess. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I like um uh... uh, I like what when John mentioned about the the sombre tone. That's bang on because all throughout Kate's flashback, you have this music cue, like really like (laughs) like really depressing kind of cue from like Giancino, and it runs throughout the whole episode. And also, I think it is the same cue they use when Son and her are talking. So it's obviously a Kate theme, but it's obviously lending that um, the notion that Kate's story is like. Quite tragic, and she's like a really mm. flawed character. But it is death, very, very somber. Like all the death and the and the, the mum dying. Is, yeah.
1: Mm.
0: And with that, that brings us to an end to Born to Run. <laughs> oh. No more Born to Run. We're going into Exodus next week. Is it <laughs> next week. Oh, Excellent. Oh.
2: Excellent. Mm. So, are we going to be taking a, a break after we finish season one? We can do. I don't know if it would make sense. Because we've already had like a mid-season break, effectively, haven't we? (laughs) Or should we just carry on? I don't know.
0: I'm happy to carry on, but I'm happy to have a break as well, if if you guys want a break.
2: I'm not sure. It might be. I don't
0: know. We can have a think about it. Sleep on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sleep on it and have a think. But yeah, next week, Exodus Part 1 and 2. Big, big moments. So... And with that, I haven't got anything else really, so unless you guys have.
3: Uh no no, that's that's me. yeah
0: uh, I think yeah, that's just a,
3: ready for the finale.
0: Yeah, that's a wrap, folks. So thanks for your time as always. Thanks for listening. If anyone has been, I know we have got some listeners, so thank you, as always. Yes. And we will um, speak next week. Thank you very much. Oi.